Today's guest is a living lesson on the importance of overcoming the often limiting identities bestowed upon us by the world and a testament to the power of claiming control over the identities we give ourselves through the narratives we craft around our unique experiences. As a gifted athlete and Division I football player, the world knew him as a ball player for most of his life. After a life-changing opportunity took a drastic turn for the worst, he found a way to turn the pain into a gift the world never could have expected. Now, instead of a ball player, he's known around the world as the number one best-selling author of 14 Days in Beijing. Chance, welcome to the podcast, brother. Hey, man. And words and quote to you, blessings and balance to you, blessings and balance to James, and blessings and balance to everyone who's tuning in right now. Appreciate y'all for having me on, for real. It's going to be lit. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the time. And I know you've been making the circuit, man. So when I hit you up, I was slick like, I don't know if he going to have it in the schedule to be able to squeeze us in, man. Man, I got it. I'll make time for the tribe. We try. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'll make time for the tribe for me. (laughs) So, so, man, good luck. So uh, first question just out the gate, man. Who were like some of your top three authors coming up, people that you enjoyed reading, you either took inspiration mm-hmm. from us or some uh, sense of, uh, or another, but who were those writers and authors for you? Man, I would say, I would definitely, I don't even know who the author of the Blueford High series is, but everybody, you know what I'm saying, most people of color know about the Blueford High series growing up in, you know what I'm saying, coming up middle school, high school, it was like the, the urban novels for, you know what I'm saying, teenagers, mm-hmm. and Reading them, I was like, man, this shit is hard. And that was really the only books that I, <laughs> that I really read, for real, for real. At least once I got to middle school, elementary school, I was going crazy reading books just to finesse the AR test. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Just get, yep. the, you know what I'm saying? Get them points and stuff. That's the only reason why I was reading. Aside from that, I wasn't reading worth the damn. But um, I say definitely whoever the author is of the Blue for High series. And then when I got to college, I think, yeah, my freshman year, we had to read this book called The Art of Living. I don't remember who the author is but behind that book, but it's a philosophy book, just straight wisdom. It's nothing but wisdom. Every page is something different. It's like the Bible, essentially, um, but condensed into like a hundred something pages versus a thousand. But um, it, it was hella philo- uh, philo- uh, philosophical and had a lot of wisdom and game in it. Just as far as, you know what I'm saying? How to live your life, how to look at things, how to handle certain situations. And that was... I, that was the first book I actually read in years since middle school. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the fact that I got to read this for class, it's like, damn, I, y'all making me read this, but I actually enjoy it. So it's like, this is dope. Um, and then shit, last but not least, DeMarco Reddins, uh, the, the one that inspired me to write 14 Days, the one that inspired me to write these romance novels. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was already running this marathon long before all of us. So, you know what I'm saying? He was definitely another... Uh, influential author, you know what I'm saying, just as far as where I'm at along my journey with this shit now. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you. Cool. And uh, one other question before we dive into uh, some heavier stuff. Describe in seven words the foulest Mm -hmm. smell that you smelled while being in jail at any of the jails. (laughs) Seven Um, words. Seven words. You got mold, must, um, hot breath. Them, them two different things. <laughs> two different things. Hot breath. Um, man, just 
I don't even know what a word to describe it, but just a, a small space that's filled with just different people and you know what I'm saying, things, just a small space, a storage unit, whatever, you know what I'm saying? You know, this shit don't have this it's a certain smell, just because it's a combined space and there's so much things within it, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna have its own smell. So whatever that smell is, I we can goddamn throw that in the list as well. Um <laughs> Disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Disappointment. Um, <laughs> I was saying it smelled like it, it smelled like disappointment in that motherfucker. I'm telling you. Um, One more. I, it, I can't really describe. Like, just it's it's body the accumulation of just different bodies, aromas from different bodies, and those bodies not taking care of hygiene. In addition to. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The confined space, in addition to the food that we eat in, and goddamn, like the way the cell, you know what I'm saying, just built, it was bait, it was built. Like, I'll just say it smelled like, um, what can I describe it? We're gonna call it, uh, we're gonna call it Beijing. We're gonna call it the Beijing smell. Yeah, yeah. Beijing gel number six smell, specifically, just because <laughs> in the streets of Beijing, it's, it, now you gonna smell cigarette smoke. That's what you gonna smell. But <laughs> and the sales is like, oh yeah, it's, it's man. It, it was different. Like you, you smell bo. It ain't like it's bad bo, but it's like it's a collection of people in here. If I'm walking this bitch with a blindfold on, I know it's hell people in here. It smells. Like, <laughs> it smells like it's hell people in here. A barn. We can see. Yeah, let's put that a barn. We can use that. It's one of the <laughs> a human barn. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, that's <laughs> collection. No, definitely. It's interesting, interesting aroma. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Okay, so briefly, so we can catch people up to speed, the title of the book, 14 Days in Beijing. If you could briefly catch folks up to speed to maybe, mm-hmm. let's say, to, you know, 30 to 60 days before Beijing, and then uh, okay. what you want them to know about World. your time in Beijing. <laughs> World, world. So just how I ended up in China, because I get asked that a lot. Like, what the fuck was you? How'd you even end up over there? I landed my first job after I graduated from college in 2018 in China. At this point, it's like July 2018. And I've been applying and landing interviews, getting flown out, put up in hotels, all the whole nine for eight months straight. And I'm steadily being told no from the various companies and various positions I'm interviewing for. And these are all corporate positions in America that I'm being told no. Um, and the reason why I'm getting told no is all the same. Oh, you like the experience and da 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 But it's like, y'all, y'all knew that when I submitted the resume. That, 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 was, that was a given. You know what I'm saying? You're looking at the resume. You know I don't have the experience. And we done set all this up. And now you're going to hit me with, with this. Whatever. Teach his own for sure, for sure. You know what I'm saying? I take it as a sign from the universe, y'all ain't it. Um, so after eight months of just trial and error, and I was finally landed <laughs> a job, and it was just so happy to be on the other side of the world. And um, I was up there six months total. I was supposed to do a year. I was teaching English to children. This youngest three years old. We're at the fourteen. China was the best experience I've ever experienced in my entire life. I highly recommend it. Everybody travel for sure, but if you can live abroad, 
I highly recommend it. Highly, highly recommend it. You learn so much as far as just life. You know what I mean? And, and life as we know it is very, very, very small, just, you know what I'm saying, based on how we came up and where we come from. You know what I'm saying? It, it, life is different everywhere you go. You know what I'm saying? What's taboo to us is regular someplace else and vice versa. So who's to say what's the right and wrong living, per se? You know what I mean? So that's why I feel like traveling is essential to growth and understanding. Um, the people were nice. Culture was different, but it was cool. Um, the food was fire. Uh, meeting the different foreigners, different people was lit. The job was actually phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? That's what I went out there to do. So if the job wasn't lit, then that was going to affect the whole experience. But the job was lit. The kids were amazing. <laughs> they made the shit worthwhile, to be honest. The kids, was, hey man, it was the life of the party. Um, and shit, definitely the geek adventures, you know what I'm saying? Uh, getting high and just exploring all that China had to offer. You know what I mean? Like, it was the best experience I ever had in my life. You know what I'm saying? It was all-time high. It'd be hard. It's hard to try to chase that or, like, fill that void. Like, it's hard to, you know what I'm saying, match that here in America. Because <laughs> it's like, it's just two different worlds. Honestly, it's two different elements, frequencies, and vibrations um, as far as the land, per se. But um, China was absolutely amazing. And what led to the book, 14 Days of Beijing, April 4th, 2019. It's a day off for me. Uh, I'm planning on hitting an event. We're going to be painting fans and shit. So, you know, China, you know, they got Chinese fans and shit. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to customize our own. I'm like, okay, Nipsey Hussle had just died around the time. So I'm like, I'm going to do a whole fan designated to him. And I'm going to give it to my girlfriend when I get, when I, whenever I see her again. I'm like, this shit going to be hard. So before I slide to the event, I'm a pre-game first. You know what I mean? I'm going to get right. I'm going to turn up a little bit. Get done pre-gaming. Drink some Chinese liquor. Smoke some cannabis. Some little little pipe. Here, knock at the door. Guests aren't unfamiliar. Curious to see who it is, though. Look through the peephole. Three officers from the Beijing police. And it's just like... <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. What the hell are they doing here? And just from that point on, um, that's when that's that's when shit just starts going downhill. I open the door, they walk in, question me about drugs. I'm sitting there trying to finesse the situation. I'm uh, from Atlanta, live by the finesse, die by the finesse. So trying to finesse the situation, the finesse doesn't work. They drug test me right there on the spot, and once they put, once they put the drug test out, I was like, oh yeah, this shit over with. <laughs> this shit over with. So do the drug test, fail the drug test. They question me more about the drugs and failing the drug test and. After just going back and forth and they realized I wasn't going to give them any viable information, they just made it clear, like, hey, my boy, you caught red-handed. <laughs> you can quit the charade. You know what I'm saying? You ain't finessing nobody. And once they made it clear like that, I'm like, all right, shit, bet. Y'all, I wish I would have been said that. I'm just, <laughs> like I said, live by finesse, die by finesse. I'm going to sit here and continue finesse until I can't no more. So mm -hmm. y'all done made it clear. And, all right, then bet. It is what it is. I got to hold myself accountable at this point. Um, through the cuffs. And then shit, that's just when the process started. Traveling to different precincts, official interrogations, <laughs> getting locked in metal chairs that look like electric chairs and that whole nine. And this whole process took about 15 hours. And then after that, you know what I'm saying? I'm taken to the actual jail jail where I'm housed for 14 days, 24 7, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 15 people to one cell, nine wooden beds. And all I had for those 14 days straight was one plastic bowl, one plastic spoon. 
on it. <laughs> so yeah, all in and a long song give y'all <laughs> what took place on me and the long song. And everything that I just sat here and described as far as what you know what I'm saying, let me getting locked up, man. That's all that's still that's all the first chapter. You know what I mean? So it's still 13 more chapters of the book that, you know what I'm saying, folks got to tap in with to see how this shit play out. But what's crap, y'all, was just the first chapter. So it's like, man, this shit really, it, 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 it gets in depth. This shit gets deep within this story. And it's a lot to be taken away from this shit as well. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't cross over any, just any moment. You know what I'm saying? It's pivotal within the story for it to be what it is. And, where we at with it now so it's been a journey the show it was a journey mm-hmm. so i want to i want to walk back uh pre-detainment um literally on page one in your first book you say i cook in honor of my ancestors okay yes, and and later on i'm not sure if it's in book one or two but you say that you were often confused based on where your ancestral ties and where your ancestral roots are versus what people see okay mm-hmm. can you can, can we talk about what do you mean you cook? Because multiple times you reference that you're honoring your ancestors. You're praying to them. You're talking to them. You're daydreaming about them. You're fantasizing about the, the interaction that you will have with them that came before and you are tapping into their energy. But can you, can you talk about that? Because I've yeah, legitimately yeah. never heard that except for, um, you know, kind of uh, maybe more tangentially from someone that was uh, of Native American descent that I didn't really know that well. And I, at that time, was very close, close-minded, and thought it was goofy. Mm. So, can you expand mm-hmm. on that? Yeah. So, it's I was introduced to like just the ancestry and paying homage to them. Ironically, before I went to China, so I was introduced to this practice August 2018. I landed and I got to China October 2018. So, literally, we we talking about <laughs> we just spent months. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I was just introduced to this practice. And it's an ancient African religion called Ifa. It's one of the oldest religions there is today. Um, and pretty much they, their whole practice is geared towards, you know what I'm saying, just your, your, your bloodline. You know what I'm saying, the ones that came before you. And just me being on the outside looking in and seeing how they go about their practices and just their reason behind it, I was a my own. And that's all I do. I'm very spiritual. I take what I need to take from each religion and all that, you know what I'm saying, and apply it to my life before. And I just feel like where the ancestors come into place, play is just like we all <clears throat> from America essentially born with first, you know what I'm saying? And but it's been plenty of people that came before us that we're related to. So if the ones that came before us are no longer physically here. They've ascended to the higher realm, the spiritual realm, where the most high is, who would be the best person or the best people to contact first? Who would be that first level of contact in order to get to the top dog? You know what I'm saying? Who can we tap in with first before, you know what I'm saying, before we even get there? In Christianity, they pray to Jesus. Islam, they, uh, to, um, who, Muhammad or whoever, uh, uh, Buddhism, they, you know what I'm saying? They all, every religion has somebody before until you get to the top dog. You know what I'm saying? You look at it from a business aspect. If something go wrong with my iPhone right now, goddamn, I'm going to get on the phone and call the CEO. Hell no. Nah. I'm going <laughs> to talk to the low, 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 low representatives in order to, you know what I'm saying, to uh, resolve the, the conflict or the solution. So 
I just way I look at it, I'm like, okay, if the ones that came before us are already in the spiritual realm with the most high, goddamn, who better to tap in with than the ones that came before me? Who's gonna have my best interest at heart than the ones that came before me? You know what I mean? I'm like, shit, that's like a guardian angel. And they literally are my a part of my bloodline. So it's just like, and I definitely gotta pay homage to them because I don't know where I'd be right now if it wasn't for them. My, you know what I'm saying? With my tribe wouldn't be in the position that we're in if it wasn't for the ones that came before us. You know what I'm saying? So for us to just neglect them and give all the praise to just some, some you know what I'm saying? Somebody else is like, hmm, that's kind of, <laughs> it's like, hmm, that's kind of, damn, you really put it like that. It's like, damn, that's kind of fucked up. How can I not pay homage and show respect and pay my dues to the ones that came before me that's no longer here? But it took them being here and going through everything that they went through for me to be in the position that I am. How can I just not pay no homage to them at all? You know what I'm saying? And like I said, they in the spiritual realm with the most high. So it's like, who can goddamn deliver any messages that we may need to the most high? You know what I'm saying? Perfectly like they will. You know what I'm saying? That's going to have our best interests at heart, all of that. So um, that's just my outlook on it, just what I was able to, you know what I'm saying, take away from it. And it's like, shit, I, I respected it for sure, especially being native. I was like, I, you know what I'm saying? I read it, I registered with it, I identify with it, and shit, I've just been practicing it ever since. Um, and every Thursday, I got an altar set up in my room, and one set up in China. I, you know what I'm saying? Every Thursday, I would cook, I prepare a meal, lay the food out, you know what I'm saying? I got some jeans up for them, water, goddamn candles, plant lights on the uh, on the altar, money, everything, you know what I'm saying? My old locks, I got everything on the altar, you know what I'm saying? It's just paying homage, you know what I'm saying? For for everything, you know what I'm saying? All of them doing what they did and guiding me with clarity and being with me in mind, body, spirit, goddess, and protection, as well as the most high. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, that's how that's how that came into play for sure, for sure. And definitely once shit hit the fan in Beijing, I mean shit, I'm a, I can no longer I have no control over the situation. I'm in custody in a communist country. Ain't shit I can do. <laughs> the only thing I can depend on now is just faith at this point. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm praying them like, like it's no other. And it's, I got, I prayed to them that morning, everything popped off. So as I'm sitting in the back of the van, a couple hours afterwards, I'm like, I'm going to be straight. I know I'm going to be straight. I know I'm going to be good. I don't know how this shit going to play out. Nah, I don't know how this shit going to play out, but I know I'm going to be good when it's all said and done. And that's why it's like, damn, but you're so calm within the story. You're you so like, you're not freaking out. None of that. It's like, bro, I'm good. I know I'm going to be good. I don't know how, but I know when it's all said and done, I'm gonna be good. You know what I'm saying? So I just got to trust the process at this point. <laughs> just process it. We're gonna see how this shit play out. And it's gonna play out the way it's supposed to. So yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> obviously sometimes uh, you know, when we're going through dark times, we we cling to something for hope, right? We cling to a belief, we cling to a higher power, we cling to uh, a man on the other side that speaks English that's willing to translate for everyone else in there. Um, oh, <laughs> do you do you do you still pay homage and still use your the ancestral tie? I know you said that that you still you still prepare every Thursday, but do you live mm. by that by that creed today? Oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I was I just came back from Florida and candles uh, on my altar had candles not supposed to die out. You know what I'm saying? The candles is with the asset. They need the light to travel too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh shit, I gotta 
put some more candles down. I got to call them back down to the to the officer so they're here with me in spirits and wherever I go. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, I still practice it like like it was yesterday. For real, for real, it's in the sense, man. Everything I I done been able to accomplish, man, I pray to them. You know what I'm saying? I go to them, put me in a position, show me. You know what I'm saying? Guide me with clarity. I ask that specific. You can ask for a high power to guide you, but man. High spirit, that shit, man, that shit, it, it's so much going on, you still won't even be able to make heads and tails. That's why I say with clarity. Let me know for a fact, like, this is it right here. You know what I'm saying? You know, I got second guess the shit or none of that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, y'all still practice it. Y'all still practice it to this day. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, um, there's something, there's something to say for that. For you not being in a dark place, potentially. And I, I don't know. I'm not inside your head. But let's assume you're not in a dark place today. Uh, I think that says something about your, your belief in, in that higher power. For you to practice it today oh, when you're not in a cell locked up in handcuffs for hours on end. When you're not in a place. Yeah, it, you know? it got me through the dark time. Like before, I went to China. <laughs> the ancestors told me uh, I did a spiritual reading. Right before. I'm talking about days. Literally. Two days before I was supposed to leave for China. And they was like. Yeah, we don't think China's going to be a good a, 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 a good thing for you. I'm just like, well, shit, y'all saying this now, but I'm finna get on the plane in two days. Like, what you mean? <laughs> we're going to have to work something out. Like, yeah, we got to work something out. And it was like, yeah, you're going to have to do a blood sacrifice. So I was going to have to uh, sacrifice a duck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Kill a duck, you know what I'm saying? And use the blood, you know what I'm saying, to sacrifice to the ancestors. But with me being, leaving in two days, I'm like, I don't have time for that. So the chief, he did it in honor of me. Like I had to give him clothes of mine and he had to put the clothes on and you know what I'm saying, do the uh, sacrifice for me. And literally, like everything that could have went wrong in China played out in my favor. Even with me getting locked up, my shit still my situation still played out the best out of everybody else that I was incarcerated with. I did the shortest amount of time out of everybody. And I didn't know what was wrong. Everybody else knew you know what I'm saying, how long it was gonna be there, how that process worked. Me, I have no clue. I'm just sitting. But I ended up doing the shortest amount of time at every. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, the shit could have been a whole lot worse. It could have been. <laughs> Easily. It could have been. And shit, it was, you know, even the first two months, it was a process. I'm fucking up money. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to pay, put money up on my, on, on my, on my books for, for rent. I'm, I'm in China. I can't read this shit. So I'm on the phone on the app. I'm fucking around to pay my phone bill for up to a year and a half. Don't know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like now you got to think as an American man of color, and it's China. In China, I got to go up to these phone companies that I, I can't speak to these people with. I can't speak to these people. I got to go to the phone company, try to explain to them what happened. Try to get them. So it was a whole ass process. It, it took about two months for us to get settled. But once we were settled, I ain't never smooth selling sense. Smooth selling sense, and then. We live, we live in our best lives now. We had it's an all-time high. All right, boom. We face more adversity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just like yeah, I was leaning on y'all going out here and shit was lit. Now shit is ugly. I'm feeling on y'all even more. You know what I'm saying? To get through the situation. Now we get got through the situation. What I'm gonna do with it, I'm still leaning on to y'all in, in regards to what I'm supposed to do. And shit, y'all gave me the idea. Damn, but you should write. We like, damn, that's a good ass idea. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's everything, everything, everything. Took everything. So yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it is. It, it, it's deep for sure, for sure. And it, I know it's just it, it's just taboo. 
It's because we, you know what I'm saying, most people are not used to it. But that's why I say traveling is, is, is important. You know what I mean? You're going to get exposed to just different things that, you know what I'm saying, you wouldn't even think of. Or just, you know what I'm saying, this is what life is like, or this is how you can go about life. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Do you feel that there was anything, there was a path that you were on before you left to China that the universe, your ancestors were, were, were trying to get you off of? Do you feel that uh, the outcome may not have been in your favor had you continued down that alternate route? Man, honestly, like, it was such a rude awakening and life-changing um, events once football ended for me. I played, you played football, I played football for, you know what I'm saying? I even, you know what I'm saying? I played at the collegiate level all four years. So it's like, once that shit came to an end, it's like, Chance, who are you? I can't answer that. Yeah, I am 20, what, 22, 20, you know what I'm saying? 23, and who am I? What am I going to do? What do I want out of life? I can't answer none of these questions. So I got to figure this shit out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's my senior year. I got one more semester left. I got it. Man, I got to start. I got to get to work. I got to get to work. So it was, <laughs> it, was, it was just a journey. It took everything, me going to China, all of that. It took all of that for me to be where I am right now and being able to tell y'all who I I can sit here and tell you who I am thoroughly <laughs> all day, every day. You know what I'm saying? What I got going on, I have an identity now. Before, my... <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what the, um, I couldn't tell you. And it, it's just like, man, I can only imagine. And here I am, a grown man going through this. Imagine somebody, a teenager, you know what I'm saying? Football ended early for them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's an identity crisis. And that shit can send folks off. You, you're going to stay afloat. You're going to swim, find the current, you know what I'm saying? Find the rhythm of the current, you know what I'm saying? And be able to stay afloat and swim with that motherfucker. Or you're going to goddamn sink. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, for real, for real. I just seen it firsthand with so many peers when this sport comes to an end. So it's just like, man, it took everything. Everything. Even with the answers, like, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a good idea. But, you know what I'm saying? If you do the sacrifice, you know what I'm saying? We'll fuck with you. We'll make it at least, you know what I'm saying, worth your while. It still ain't going, you know what I'm saying? It ain't going to be peaches and cream, but it's going to be enjoyable at least, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Before shit hits the fan. Um, and honestly, man, if I didn't smoke out there, ain't no telling where, ain't no telling what I, where I would be at. If I were to do a whole year in China, ain't no telling what would have came from the opportunities. Because I got uh, coworkers that I was working with while I was in China. So, you know, still in China. I got one partner. This this man is a TV show host in China on billboards all day. I'm you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, right, ain't no telling what opportunities would have came from, you know what I'm saying, if I would have been able to do my whole year. But despite shit playing out the way that it did, I was still able to make something shape, which I planned on doing anyway, embarking on the journey initially. I didn't know I was going to get locked up and be writing a book about the shit, but it's like, I knew when out there, I'm like, I'm going to figure out what it is that I want out of life. It's going to be a good stepping stone to figuring out my purpose and who I am. I knew that for a fact. So. Um, <laughs> despite how everything played out, you know what I'm saying? It played out the way that it was supposed to show, show. Yeah, yeah. So what about going out there drove you to go get this reading before you left? This, <laughs> uh, this, this spiritual 
prognostication because I'd imagine, well, you know what I'm saying, you said you were introduced really to, to those deeper spiritual practices in August. So what was it? Was it just like, cool, I'm kind of getting jumped into the gang. I'm learning the ways right now. So <laughs> my initial reading, you know. Tight it? time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a dude I, w- I worked with. He the one that introduced me to it. He was already practicing it. So he's he just like, man, you got to get your reading. You got to get your reading, especially before you go. You got to get your reading before you go. You got to get your reading. So he kept pressing it. I'm just like, for sure, for sure. I'm putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Then I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and actually get it <laughs> before, you know what I'm saying? Because now time really clicking. kicking. Uh, so I'm like, let me go ahead and do it. And that's what uh, that's what really made me do it. Um, get the reading before I went out there. And I'm grateful I did, to be honest. Truly, truly grateful. Shout out to, shout out to Jordan Granger. It's easy, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I'm like, ain't no telling. <laughs> ain't no telling how... That whole situation could have played, the entire experience could have played, could have played out if I didn't do any of that. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody's experience was harmonious like mine prior, I mean, despite the last 14, my last 14. You know what I'm saying? As we got done with training, basic training, and we got to our actual centers, some of my peers, my coworkers were thrown straight into the fire like, huh, you got about five, six classes, and we don't have no clue what the hell we doing. We not we didn't goddamn get our degrees in education. To, yeah. A lot of us just jumped off the porch. You know what I'm saying? At a, you know what I'm saying? Just at this point of our lives, where we're just trying to figure something out. So like, there's some shit we can try, and it'll definitely benefit. You know what I'm saying? Our just where we want to do when it's all said and done with. So, what man? It, it was a rude awakening for some of my peers, and that shit was. I can tell it was stressful. You know what I'm saying? That dictated their whole experience. Like, I'm like, damn, boy, I'm, I'm, I got this shit sweet, boy. I'm at the perfect center of my job. Easy. I'm talking about they spoon feeding me. They walking, walking me into this teacher shit. So it's like everything, everything about my situation was <laughs> was perfect, dead ass. It was perfect. You know what I'm saying? Even with getting locked up, that shit still played out perfect. Perfect. I did the shortest amount of time out of everybody, man. Shit, you read about Barry. Barry did thirty some days. You know what I'm saying? Other characters in the story, they doing fifteen, sixteen. You know what I'm saying? They doing more time than me, and they know exactly how long they're supposed to be there. You know what I'm saying? I have no clue. And I end up doing the shortest amount of time. I I don't know if I did my sentence or if I didn't. I have no clue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just it's all just universal. You know what I mean? It's all it's all written. For sure. How have you changed your relationship or uh how has um usage shifted, maybe spiritually or or physically, with the flower since the experience? On me, on me. Um, shit, I still smoke like a chimney today. You know what I'm saying? To this day, for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Like Nipsey said, bro, never let no hard time humble us. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, we're going to face adversity. Adversity introduces a man to himself. That was just, it, I feel like it had nothing to do with the flower. It's just like, all right, bro. It's, it's just all about discipline at that point. You know what I'm saying? I made a, I said to myself before embarking on the journey, I was like, bro, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't going to smoke for a whole year. Just but when I, I was saying this, I was under the impression that I wasn't going to be able to find the shit once I got out there. <laughs> I think it was going to be, you know what I'm saying? I didn't think I was going to be able to find the shit. I'm like, it's not even going to be find the shit. So I'm not even thinking about it. But then once I was introducing, oh, man, shit is like that for real. Oh, it's easy. Like, oh, damn. Oh, wow. Okay, so engaged. I'd be like, nah, I'm good. And it was as simple as that. And it, that choice would have been, it was, could have been, was the determining factor of me being there for a whole year. Um, you know what I'm saying? Me, I'm done. So it was like, 
when it was all said and done with, I ain't got nobody to, you know what I'm saying, blame or point the finger at but myself. I got to hold myself accountable. I learned that first and foremost playing football. So it's just like, it is what it is at this point. You know what I mean? I got to take take this shit to the chin. Despite how long it may last or how this, I have no clue, but shit, it is what it is, bro. This, this will come with it. So it's like, shit, <clears throat> take it with a grain of salt, man. Just take what you need to take. Uh, take note of every minor detail. This is going to be a great story to tell once you're out of this predicament. Um, and I put it out one last time because we don't know what the hell finna happen. <laughs> we don't know why this shit finna play out. So, man, enjoy this shit one last time. But, yeah, I still, I still engage in cannabis regularly. You know what I mean? But it wasn't like I've been smoking cannabis all my life. I ain't start smoking until for real, for real to my senior year of college. And drinking, like I, I ain't get into this shit until late, late, late into life. Most people we know have been doing this shit since they was teenagers. So here I am, just late into the game with it. You know what I mean? I have a more of a developed brain. In addition to that, and I ain't just doing this shit just because my favorite rapper do it or my friends do it. Now I have my own reasons why I do it. I can say and elaborate on you why I do it, and goddamn, I can goddamn give you information about the shit that I'm doing. Most people just smoking can't tell you if they smoking indica, they smoking sativa, hybrid. They don't know what the hell that bro. It's some gab, bro. Just some gab, bro. Just some gab. Damn, what's the name, bro? It's just some gab, bro. Don't know what the hell they doing. <laughs> just doing, just be doing the shit. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 nah. So yeah, I, I still partake in it for sure, for sure, for sure. So. Because we had a discussion about this when I first linked back up with you and you, you know, before you put the book out and everything. But I find it, I think this is true for most people. Sometimes we'll make decisions or we'll want to make a decision and it's based off of some com component of convenience. You know, people mm -hmm. will have friendships based off convenience. Oh, this person is located in close in proximity, so we hang out. You know, um, or you go to this particular gym because there's a cute girl there and you kind of just want to see her or be seen by her. But if the gym was empty, maybe you wouldn't go there, you know. And so in this situation with the flower to your point of, OK, I'm not going to touch it because I won't be able to touch it. So cool. That's the choice. But then when you're presented with that choice again of how you actually handle it, mm -hmm. what? uh in addition to that obvious accountability, what lessons were you able to take from that? Have you found yourself in other situations since then where it's kind of been a similar setup and you've kind of, you know, ancestors throw you a ball one more time? Like, how you going to handle it, Chad? How you <laughs> on me, on me. Hell yeah. Um, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Just uh, really just, my one key example is, uh, is in, the next, it's in the next novel, um, the romance novel. I'm finna, I got the, the chance to knock down this female. And for people who don't know what knockdown is, can just briefly. Oh yeah. I have the I have the opportunity to engage in intercourse with this young lady. Thanks. Um, so. and well, I, well put. And, <laughs> and I'm in a, a relationship, quote unquote, at the time. So it's just like ah. And of course, I already seen, I was peeping game before we, the point, you know what I'm saying, we both in the bed. I already been peeping game. I already knew it was going to get to this point. And I was like, I could have got them, made sure it didn't get to that point then. But not let it drag out. And you know what I'm saying? It, it's damn near, we finna get this shit on. And literally, as I'm feeling goddamn woo de woo, I, I'm talking about, I ain't never felt no feeling like this in my entire life, especially when it came to knocking boots. 
I'm talking about, I just, I just felt, I felt my, and heard my ancestors screaming inside of me not to do it. And that shit scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> I was just like, whoa. I'm talking about, I'm literally about to slide in. And they're like, no, don't do that shit. Bro. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Hell no, nah, bro, don't do it. I'm just like, oh. And I just stopped. I'm like, but I don't know what this is, but I'm going to take heed to it. <laughs> and I didn't proceed and have things played on uh, later on within that story. Man, Shawty ended up being crazy on some stalker type shit. I'm like, hey, bro, I ain't even knock her down. Imagine if I did. This should have been a whole lot worse. You know what I'm saying? So mm. that's just one key example that, you know what I'm saying, that took place in China as well. You know what I mean? In addition oh, to Because I was feeling that same feeling every time. Yeah, yeah, this happened in China. Every time I was going to go cop more and more, because uh, we smoke hash out there. We wasn't smoking actual gas, gas. Every time I was going to go cop hash, I felt that same feeling like ancestors screaming like, but chill out, chill out, chill out. You hot, you hot, you hot. It was like, I'm steady going against the grain, steady going against the grain, steady going against the grain. And literally my last time buying uh, flour, they was out of hash. Ain't no more hash to be found in the Beijing. All we got is actual bud. And I'm just like, damn, well, that hash was sweet. It's cheaper, gets you higher. You know what I'm saying? Ain't got no smell to it. It's a lot easier, to, uh, a lot easier to conceal. It's like, dang, I ain't got no more. I ain't got nothing else to smoke. That's all I got is the actual blood. And y'all charge how much for it? Ah, do I want to do that? Damn, blood shot. I should probably just say fuck this shit and just, you know what I'm saying? Take a little break and wait till they get some more hash. But then again, I want to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like shit. All right, fuck it. I, I'm I, fuck it. I, I I buy it. And literally, I bought that last pack of actual, and it just wanted to be actual. But two day, two three days later, here knocking. You know what I'm saying? That's when chapter one begins. Literally. So it's just like, just you know what I'm saying, man. Don't go against your word, bro. Don't go. Against your, you make a promise to yourself. Don't go against yourself. You know what I'm saying? You can lie to anybody else. <laughs> don't lie to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't do that. Don't don't go against, don't go against yourself, man. Don't go against your word. Stand on what you're gonna stand on. For sure, for sure. That's one thing. That's another thing I took away from this situation. Like, man, don't break no promises to yourself. Because that shit will come back to bite you in your ass. <laughs> Something fierce, you know what I mean? For sure, for sure. With you being, I, in book one and two, I see some striking similarities between um, Chinese law enforcement and American law enforcement. Um, and I don't know that you know this, but uh, I used to work in a sheriff's office. And I worked in the jail. Oh, world. 16, okay. 16 hours a day, six days a week for about eight months. Um, it was a trying time. I learned a lot. And um, it, it, was, it was very interesting. But this is not about me. Where I'm going with this is in the beginning, when you're handcuffed, okay? When, when mm. you're, we're talking about the transfer from, from jail to jail. What, first of all, being handcuffed for 40 minutes, not four hours, not, not 17 hours, not all those transports that you did, but just 40 minutes will damn near cut off your damn circulation with any kind of regular Smith & Wesson handcuffs. There is mm. no chance that you don't do that, even if you double lock them. So my question to you is, damn. do you see, do you see the and I don't even think this would be a progression necessarily, but do you see American law enforcement going further and further towards how totalitarian that you, the, of an experience that you felt in Beijing mm -hmm. 
And if so, you got any, just, just, just a solution? Uh, you got a solution for us? Man. Uh, man, I don't, man, that's a good-ass question. <laughs> Do I, I would say, I would say no. But then again, <laughs> it's just like, damn, could I really say no and feel confident about giving that answer? It's like, shit, you can't really put nothing against, you can't, you can't put nothing past them folks. You know what I mean? <laughs> and just seeing how law enforcement is already. Uh, we, it still wasn't nothing compared to um, how them folks did me. But really, the only thing that China did to me that don't go on here is that I didn't receive any information. America, you get locked up, they're going to tell you any and everything about what you're getting. You know what I'm saying? They're going to give you all the information you need. Let you contact people, all that. China, that was just, was, man, I didn't know what was going on. I can't make contact with nobody. You know what I'm saying? That that's the only that was that was the ugliest part for real, for real. So I don't I doubt America would do that, but just man, they, you know what I'm saying? They they they, they work through their loopholes for show for show. You know what I mean? It's a lot of shit that go on behind closed doors when people are in custody. And that's that's them. It went on high those doors <laughs> with people being, you know what I'm saying, in close custody for show, show. So, man, and we get better hell, shit. <laughs> shit, man. I doubt it, man. I doubt it. I doubt it. And order for shit to change, uh, it's going to have to take some real, real uh, revolutionary tactics and, um, just practices to get the change that we so we quote unquote want. Um, you can't look for change; you got to be the change. We 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 sit here and talk and hoop and holler and march and pray and all this other shit. But as far as action, you saw how quiet it got. That's what it, <laughs> when it comes to action, it get quiet just like that. So when the folks are sitting and talk about it all day, every day, but we ain't really doing nothing to create the change and shit. We just sitting here sound like a broken record, to be honest. But, um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think, I don't know, man. I honestly don't know. Like, I feel like <laughs> I was just based on how my situation worked out in Beijing. I feel like that was a, that was a better situation than goddamn getting arrested in America for the same shit. Show for show, because <laughs> once it was, you know what I'm saying. Once it's all said and done, I was just free to go. This shit don't follow me. If I didn't write <laughs> this book, nobody would know about 14 days of Beijing. Nobody would know this shit happened to me if I didn't write the book. Here in America, that hell no. Nah. Once your ass released, oh, you gotta goddamn, you just gotta see a probation, a parole officer. You gotta go to these meetings. You gotta pay these fines. You gotta do the drug test. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot more. Bullshit that you got to go through once it's all said and done. So it's like shit. That China shit was really man. That was the best bet for real, for real. Do your time and that and that's it. <laughs> that's it. You know what I'm saying? All the other shit. Money making that point. That was something that was that really stuck out to me when you did tell me about what happened. Was how you basically got to walk scot free. You know, and <laughs> it's 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 peculiar to me. That you're not the first person I've met. There's another dude we went to high school with. He went and he did an internship in China for a while. And the fact mm. that, you know, somebody like yourself has a degree, 
looking for jobs for the better part of a whole year on the soil that your people come from, people ain't giving you a shot. You go over to the supposedly horrible communist, you know, depressing, controlling country, <laughs> and you, along with peers, a lot of these people who, correct me if I'm wrong, similar pigmentation to you, similar background, yeah. and these folks electing to live. They want to move to China and habitate right. there long term, and they could be in America, yet they choose yeah. China. No, you get arrested in China. You do your time. They don't really tell you what's up. And that's a different type of, you know, mental trauma, you know. But when it's done, they let you go. Mm-hmm. And so, do you have any insights or any thoughts, perspectives on, on why so many people would opt? Specifically, people who look like you and I do, people of color, why they would literally choose what America paints as the worst place in the world. They would rather be there than in America. Because <laughs> America is shit show itself. <laughs> America is shit show itself. America full of cap. You know what I'm saying? We sit here and do all this hooping and hollering. And, and, and trust me, we do have a lot more freedom. We have a lot. We have our perks. Let, don't get me wrong. We have our perks without a motherfucking doubt. But is everything peaches and cream over here? Hell the fuck no. Nah. We, we got our bullshit just like every other country on this goddamn globe. So um, just, you know what I'm saying? Just being where you at along your journey and just not working out for you. Like, you know, you keep getting the short end of the stick. Or just, you know what I'm saying? Shit just not playing in your favor. And it's like, yeah, like, I'm from this land. This shit's still not shaking. But on the other side of the world, but these folks want me over there. You know what I'm saying? These folks fucking with me. Then you get over there and they spend, but I received the best customer service I have ever received in my life <laughs> in China. So I'm talking about the people were so nice. The people were so, so nice, genuine. Friendly, goddamn, hardworking. You know what I mean? Like they was cool as hell, cool as fuck. So it's just like, and and then you see what we got going on now with the uh, the beef between the Asian community in America. Asian, you know what I'm saying? All this, all this like, man. Now I really went. To, I went to China, and all this shit that we got going on over here, man. You ain't. You know what I'm saying? You in the guests. You in the gas. These folks welcome me with open arms, bending over backwards. <laughs> I can tell these people to chill out like that. I appreciate the love and the kindness, and yeah, I appreciate it all. You ain't gotta go so hard. Like, I, and you not even, I can't even tip you to show my gratitude and my appreciation for all that you're doing. This is you just doing your job, and you good with that. I'm satisfied, and you know what I'm saying? It's like, man, it's a whole nother level of selflessness. Um, and then you gotta think, man, everybody that's not. From America, where they want to go when it's all said and done with? Who they want to do business with when it's all said and done with? Good USA, you know what I'm saying? So with us being from, being American from America, you know what I'm saying, from America and and a different land, it's just like, ah, they looking at us like, damn. You know, he was like, oh, snap, but it's like, oh, it's like a celebrity. It's like, damn, you essentially what I want to do when it's all said and done with, who I want to embody, all of that. I'm physically looking at it. And you, the, man, you authentic, too. You authentic. So it's just like, uh, you really get to see your worth um, in just different places versus here in America where you just another dime, you know what I'm saying, another dime that doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Go someplace where it's rarely, it rarely any of you, oh, man, you're going to see how, how worthy you are, how much praise you actually should receive, and you know what I'm saying, how people do look at you, you know what I'm saying, 
that's not from where you from, you know what I'm saying? And the world is big outside of America. America ain't that fucking big. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You look at it from a global stand, standpoint, like, man, you look at America compared to other continents? The fuck? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, bro. Man. <laughs> Traveling is essential, bro. It's essential, man. You, you'll learn so much. And you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is that you're not gaining and your land that you come from, shit, you might, you you probably will gain someplace else. For sure, for sure. Whatever that, wherever that may be. It may be career-wise. It may be spiritually. It may be mentally, emotionally, whatever. I guarantee you'll find it someplace else, without a doubt. How much of our, I mean, having traveled and uh, and had the experience in Beijing, how much of our of our worldview do you think is given to us through predictive programming versus experiences? Mm. You had to put a percentage on it. You said how much is programming versus how much is like experience? Actually just mm-hmm. Experience. Wow. Oh. Hmm. That's a hard question because them folks in China program like motherfuckers so strict over there. It's so, 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 so strict. Um, So I know they they definitely program (laughs) without a doubt when it comes to, you know what I'm saying, them over there. They program for real. Um, And they probably won't get to experience it unless they just buck in the system or they travel elsewhere. But far as um here in the states i feel like i feel like a good portion mm, i say depending on who you are depending on who you are your demographics ethnicity all of that 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 number can vary for a person of color um what's programmed i say is about you know where you coming from? <laughs> we talking maybe sixty to seventy percent is gonna be programmed, and the rest is gonna be experience. You know what I'm saying? That's why we say you're a product of your own environment. You feel me? So, <laughs> yeah, that shit can vary. That shit can vary for real, for real. Just depending on the individual. Yeah. Can okay. you um? Can you give me the definition of what you mean by people of color, please? Uh, clarify that. Yeah, any person. So we like to use black. So black, Hispanic, Latino, Indian, um, Native, uh, you know what I'm saying? Literally, any, you know what I'm saying? Mainly person, people of darker complexions. You know what I'm saying? Darker complexions, for sure, for sure. So the collective mind. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's a broad term, people of color versus, you know what I'm saying? Or colored people is a broad term versus, you know what I'm saying? Me just saying all of these individual groups you know what I'm saying? One by one, just as a collective, I feel like mm-hmm. that's the best way to categorize everybody. Um, this is, in my opinion, everybody has different people be looking at me crazy when I'd be saying colored people. They'd be like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like but literally, but it's like, from just like, this is a very broad term. Like, a lot of people can fall under this category just based on how I'm choosing to define it. So, you know what I'm saying? I thought it could be taken out of context and shit, but. You know what I'm saying? You know, my, my energy is everything. So did did I just hear you say that the word that you use uh and the context around it has to do with what kind of value you assign to it? Is it almost like you can kind of create your own reality in this no, life? I mean, 
Shit, I feel like in anything, for real, for real, anything, everything boils down to perspective and how you choose to look at something. It's a choice, <laughs> and that choice is yours. Like I, at the beginning of the interview, how, about how you doing? Every day is a great day. The choice is yours. Literally, we have a choice in how we want to look at things and how we want to perceive things. It just simply boils down to how we want to go about doing it. You know what I mean? So, but at that, with that being said, shit, a lot of people uh, don't possess critical thinking. Um, and uh, being able to analyze and, and critique things. So, shit, can I fault you entirely for thinking the way that you think when you've only been exposed so much? Hell no, I can't. I can enlighten you. And if you choose to look at shit the way that you've been looking at it after I didn't enlightened you, that's between you and God. <laughs> that's between you and God. You know what I'm saying? If you, you, I can enlighten you and then your perspective changes. Oh, this for sure, for sure, for sure. But everything boils down to perspective at the end of the day. I ain't finna sit here and Jump down nobody's throat and trying to get you to believe what I, hell nah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For sure. We all got our own choices and shit. And it's America. We can do whatever we want, essentially. So you look at shit however you want to look at it. Where was the turning point where you started to recognize that terms like black or African American were often misapplied to people? Um, shit. Once I realized that. These folks been calling us different names for so many years. You know what I'm saying? Before black, before it was African-American. Before that, it was Negro. Before that, it was colored. Before that, it, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, we've always had different indigenous, aboriginal. We always had different names. You're supposed to stay giving us different names. And it's like, and now we just, where we at with it now, it's just black. You know what I'm saying? Black is a color. Black is a color. So it's just for like, I, I'm not no color. You know what I'm saying? I'm not no dark space, goddamn. And this is just a, this is some shit that these folks engaged to us. This is another label they engaged to us. So um just like I said, once you just become introduced, you introduce just different information. And it, I don't see how you can continue to just accept things for the way that they are. You know what I'm saying? Once you've been exposed to just different shit, you know what I'm saying, to make you look at shit differently. It's forcing you to. So that's when I feel like I, I want to say this was probably like. 2016, 2017, when all this, when this awakening, you know, so, people of color, or what you actually are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm you Jamaican, I bet. You do uh, El Salvador, I bet. You know what I'm saying? What you specifically are. You're Nigerian? Okay, cool. Versus just a color or just some like that these folks done gave us. You know what I'm saying? For sure. We created our own culture, black people. We created our own culture. Just because, like I said, these folks been calling us something different for so long. How can we truly, truly identify and, you know what I'm saying, establish an identity, you know what I'm saying? Y'all constantly changing up who we are and saying we this, and then now you're saying we this. And you know what I'm saying? It's just fucking us up even more and more. So, but we just are the way that we are. Despite what our situation may be, we gonna goddamn make some shake out of anything. So we we've created a whole man. It's 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 crazy. It's powerful. Honestly, we really think about it. It's what you know what I'm saying how we are as a people today. You know what I'm saying as quote unquote black people and just the culture we've been able to just uh, create. At, you know what I'm saying since this shit just been you know what I'm saying going <laughs> and where we at with it now. It's like bro, we still the backbone and the culture behind most of the cultures that dwell within this world. Uh, Within Earth, 
Yeah, I am in China. I'm in a hip hop club. I'm in this motherfucker. It's straight Chinese people in here. <laughs> they dress just like us. These folks, dance, they getting in circles and shit, dancing, getting down just like us. I'm like, oh my goodness. I seen a Chinese dude with dreads. This nigga left. His main locks hung down to his knees. His shit was longer than mine. And it's just like, I'm like, wow. And here they are. They see me. And it's just like, some, like, it's appreciation. Like, damn. You actually, you, you the authentic version of what we trying to embody. I salute it. Some is like, oh, damn. They go actual real one. Let me not try to, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, I'm getting both. So it's just like, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, man, this shit is crazy. I'm like, bro, we don't know how powerful we are. Here I am on the other side of the globe. I seen them with our influence. I'm at a Jaden Smith concert in China. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? This shit crazy, bro. Famous Dex. He famous as fuck over there. Like, folks in America don't even listen to Famous Dex. You know what I'm saying? But he popping over there. So it's just like, man, we, we're powerful, man. We're powerful. Always have been. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, I don't even, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It feels like even in, in, in over time, that point you made about the, the breaking of the ties to one's own ancestry and how that's kind of been muddled by switching the label on, okay, you this, you this group of people, now you this group mm -hmm. of people, and that backstory keeps switching and changing and getting thrown around. And all the while, it's like this, uh, this amalgamation of a bunch of different lineages of people that all get tossed into this tumble dryer. And for me personally, I'm curious if this is similar for you, that was part of the motivation to get back tapped in with spiritual practices that made me, you know, think about my ancestors and, 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 and contemplate on their lives and really want to go and find out, okay, why is it on my mom's side when I get up to great-great-grandpa, you know, I can't think of nobody else. You know, or on this oh, side, and, and, and I can't name who's <laughs> next. And, and did, did you find it, you know, a similar feeling? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was definitely a, a journey. It was a, a, an awakening all in all. And it really derived from when I was a kid. Like, my father was a very conscious, conscious, conscious man. Uh, my mama, she grew up Christian from the South. Daddy from L.A. So you could just South, West Coast. Completely different mindsets, go about everything, frequencies, all of that. So him being from LA, he was just always just a, a, a he was a free thinker, truly, truly free thinker. He questioned everything, criticized everything, um, and he stood on that shit too. And he always exposed us to just different. Even if we wasn't able to comprehend, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying what all this shit he's trying to put us on. Like he was, he definitely planted seeds for sure, for sure. And the seed ain't really sprout until 2016 when I, um, I can't even remember what, I, I remember I was just like, man, I, I feel like, like it, it, it's more to this history shit, like in what's being told to us. Like, I feel like it's more out there and I'm just having a con regular conversation with one of my partners. He's like, hey, but you should watch this documentary called Hidden Colors. Mm -hmm. And I watched that documentary and after I watched that documentary, it was, it was over with after that. Like, <laughs> it was over with. It was just like, man, it's just, it's just a, a switch and flip. And, man, it was no going back. It was like, man, it, it's so much shit that these folks done told us how shit done went down. And it's like, but that's not even the case. Even, even with my senior research, my senior year at Stetson, my senior research, I did a mis 
a textual comparative analysis on the misconstrued history in American high school textbooks. Well, I took a high school textbook, a McGraw-Hill <laughs> history book from the local high school, Deland High 2018, and uh, analyzed the Reconstruction period. And just looking for just any omit, omitted information, sugar-coated information, um, just anything that was tampered with um, history. And I, the other source I uh, used was this book. I can't even remember what the, it's up here. Uh, it's written by Eric Foner. It's called Give Me Liberty. Give Me Liberty. He's just, uh, he's an um, expert on the Reconstruction period. And literally, <laughs> my, I approve my, my, my theory is like, bro, history has been omitted or has been sugarcoated or has been just straight up just lied about in some fashion throughout, you know what I'm saying, history books. You know what I'm saying? And I pinpointed a lot of key, key, pivotal points to back, you know what I'm saying, to support my argument. So it's just like, should I already been subconsciously feeling, actually see, I wasn't tripping. And then I go and do my own studies and research. Oh, this shit for real, for real. So it's just, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's everything, to be honest, for my father to plant those seeds and those seeds sprouting and then me taking the courage to embark on this journey for myself. It's a call of that, for sure, for sure. What would you say the role of the white man is to rectify the record? Um, shit. Stay on top. What does that mean? Just stay on top, you know what I'm saying? The breadwinner, goddamn, the elites. They continue to run shit, to wear the hat, top hat, you know what I mean? Goddamn, they've been running shit for a very, very, very long time. It's like, shit. Hey, you ain't finna just, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you done came over here, done fucked up everything else <laughs> that these folks been having going on, then built your own shit, and shit, and you built the hell out of it now. I ain't gonna, hey, you built the hell out of it. You did a hell of a job. No cap. No cap. It's like, you gonna goddamn, and you know that this shit can, all this shit can be taken away from you if this certain group of people finally make up in their mind that, hey, we finna goddamn, we finna get right. And we ain't finna goddamn back down to none of this shit. You know what I'm saying? We gonna really take a stand and behind, we gonna die behind this shit. You know what I'm saying? Why let it get to all of that? We can continue to just, you know what I'm saying? Throw little reels and shit, different shit in here to continue to finesse the, 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 the paradigm we already going on. So we stay where we at with it. They stay where they at with it. And shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> we stay at the top of the food chain. That's all, it's all about power at this point. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't even say it's about the white man. It, I feel like it's elites. Ain't no telling who the fuck is in the elites. You know what I'm saying? What type of people? You know what I'm saying? So it's really just about power at this point. Money, power, money and power. Money and power. It ain't even about race and all that. It's about money and power at this point. So if it's about for, money and... Oh, go ahead. go ahead. I just wanted to thank you for... Uh, for being cool, you making that, dis <laughs> that distinction because there was an episode we did a while ago and it was, I was making that same point, you know, that too often people just want to blame specifically the white man when we're so mm -hmm. far past the white man only staying in that one click that they said, you know what, we <laughs> just need folks that's on this same get money, kill niggas tip, you know, do anything for mm -hmm. this power. And if you prove your loyalty to this gang, you good. And 
I think <laughs> to which that's in play is lost on a lot of people because most folks don't really have any interactions or any experiences of that level or that caliber. So for most people, what they're seeing is day-to-day life. They live in rural Georgia and they're thinking about, you know, <laughs> a few people in their small last town that think a certain way, you know, or they live in Seattle and they're thinking about mm-hmm. what the laws are in their little province <clears throat> and shit and not really stepping back to say, all right, how does this work on a on, on the real top of the, you know, tip the capstone, yeah. what's cracking there? Because that'll give you a lot of insights on what's happening on the layer beneath that, the layer beneath that to you ultimately arrive at whatever level that person is presently uh, seeing things from uh, more dominantly. And until you really do that, I feel like it's it's a hard uh, it's a hard ask for anybody to try to really put their minds, uh, their their spirit, their energy towards what the actual solutions are. Uh, so, yeah. I'm there. I'm there. That's it, man. That's what I say. You know, that's what I say. It's all about money and power at this point. You know what I mean? Um, and like I said, who whoever said the table of the elites, man, we don't know who or what. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who or what could be, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, <laughs> I feel like many. If you do find out, man, you'll probably never be heard from again, never seen. Again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's you playing with fire right now. You know what I'm saying? You playing with fire for real. So it's like shit. You know what I mean? We just gonna continue to run our marathon, man. Work. You know what I'm saying? Working out one the best that we can, and you know what I'm saying? Control what we can control. You know what I'm saying? I can't goddamn change the world. Goddamn, I can affect change. I can goddamn inspire change, but you you gonna reach so many people. You know what I'm saying? I was a part of a lot of programs where they, you got older individuals, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, more fit individuals from a, a role model standpoint that pour back into the community. I literally, me going up going up through those programs, and of course it affected me because I am, you know what I'm saying, you only going to get to too many, you only going to get to a select few of, of, of spirits. Everybody else, that shit going in one ear, right out the other. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you can only, you know what I'm saying, change is slow. Change is very slow, very, very slow. But, you know what I mean, just being the change instead of looking for it, goddamn, and working your one the best that you can, control, you know what I'm saying, control what you can control, and working your one from there, shit, yeah, change will occur slowly but surely, especially once you goddamn, it's just you doing it, okay, and then you get somebody else to do it, and they get somebody else to do it, and they get somebody to do it, and all the people that you got on your team that's doing it. And then you think about the people they affecting. All right. They gonna the people they affecting gonna gather a team, they own team. It's so it's, it's gonna be it's like a snowball effect from that point. And that is the shit got him helping overnight. Yeah, the fuck no. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, this shit gonna take some time, you know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. But is we starting somewhere versus just talking about it like a fucking broken record. Like this is what folks been doing, preaching and marching and all that shit, you know what I'm saying? Just being a change instead of just looking for it. And, you know what I'm saying? Crying about it and all that uh, shit. Yeah. That <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, me. Oh, me. <laughs> do, you, do you think that we only really get to monumental change when every individual starts to accept personal responsibility for their own damn situation? Yeah. You got to take accountability for, yeah. I mean, I look, I equate it to my situation in Beijing. If I, here I am locked up. Damn, bro, why the fuck these folk done came to my door, bro? Why? 
I'm sitting here pinpointing and placing blame on everything and anything else aside from myself. I don't think my situation would have worked out the way that it did. If I was acting like that, you feel me? Like, you know what I'm saying? That shit wouldn't have played out the way that it did. I'm sitting there blaming, pointing the blame, putting the blame on everything else and everyone else. Yeah, they said a hold of myself accountable for the actions that I chose. You know what I'm saying? I took. And you know what I'm saying? Now that the situation played out the way that it did, like, shit, bro. It is what, bro, I, it is what it is, bro. And with me holding myself accountable, first and foremost, that shit helped my help my train of thought as far as how I'm gonna get out of this situation. How can I work through this situation? I still have no clue what the hell gonna happen, but I'm like, well, it is what it is. I can't do nothing about that. So moving forward, how the fuck can I get out of this situation? First and foremost, folks gotta realize I'm missing. And you know what I'm saying? So that's how I'm, my mind is working. All right, it is what it is. I gotta hold myself accountable. Boom. It's in the past now. We can sit here and dwell in the past and talk about it, but what 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 good is that going to bring? We're talking about the problem. What about solutions? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. It's in the past. All right, boom. All right, moving forward now. What and taking away from what just happened moving forward. Now that's how that's how this that's how change goes. When you get tired of your own bullshit, that's when real change occurs. Love that, Love that distinction. Love that distinction. Dead ass. You get tired of your own BS. Real change. You, that change going to occur then. You're going to change. It'll take you, though. Can't nobody make you change. Your girl can't make you change. Your mama. Goddamn. Life. You have to want that change for yourself. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Well, I think this has been a, a good... Uh, chance to just explore <laughs> the ramifications of choices we make, of listening to, to that voice that screams out, don't fuck her. Don't get the gas. <laughs> and, On me. And the ramifications of when we heed those warnings and when we don't, and just the uh, the sandbox that is life and ultimately arriving at, you know, whatever our our, our path is supposed to be, there's, there's a numerous routes to get there. Uh, some have mm. certain detours that other ones don't. Uh, but but I think your your story and your path up to this point really can serve as a powerful lesson for people uh, to also never cling too hard to an identity. You know, just recognize what your journey has been thus far. It's just that it's, it's a component of who you are. It's a component mm. of what makes you you. But never be afraid to reinvent. Never be afraid to to make a drastic change to your path uh, because it just might bring some phenomenal changes uh, that are welcome. On me. So on me and quote the Nipsey and quote the Nipsey Hussle, man, long winded, running through this life like it was mine. You know what I'm saying? I'm never settling, but I'm setting every goal high. One thousand burpees on the path to success on my own self destruction. But what's a mistake without a lesson? You see. They say every man is defined by his reaction to any given situation. None of us know who we are until we fail. Well, who would you want to define you? Someone else? Or yourself? Whatever it is you choose to do, man, put your heart to it and stay strong. Keep running your marathon and stay 10 toes ground. Shit gonna be a grind on the roller coaster of your emotions and ain't gonna happen overnight. But only distinguish between whoever else is going through this or already went through this or is finna go through this is that you're not going to quit when this all said never let no hard time humble us marathon continue double up oh.
All right, before we get out of here, Chance, is there anything you want to leave the people with? Tell them how they can get the book. Let them know how they can possibly pre-order for what you got coming next. Just leave the folks with anything you want them to know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, the best fucking search engine we have today, man, Google. <laughs> Google Chancellor K. Jackson, Google 14 Days of Beijing. I'll pop right up. I'm on all social media platforms except for TikTok. TikTok is too new school for me, so you won't find me on that. Um, but everything else, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that, Chancellor K. Jackson. Um, uh, 14 Days of Beijing, available on Amazon. Free version available on Amazon as well, which is the first three chapters of the book. Um, so, yeah, y'all yeah, definitely grabbed them. Um, and shit, yeah, I got some more books coming very, very soon. Very, very, very soon. You know what I'm saying? Real vibe things, you know? Real vibe things. <laughs> <laughs> on me. So, see, I just stay tuned, man. We're going to keep running this marathon. Audio books coming soon. All that. All that coming soon, for sure, for sure. Love it. Thank you, James. You want to sign us off, please? Yeah. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Uh, appreciate y'all coming out. We uh, we have immense gratitude for you, Chance, to uh, take time out of your busy schedule <clears throat> to come in here and talk to us. Um, this is the uh, the start of you and I's journey, being connected. I know uh, <laughs> we have been uh, connected through Savon for a while now, but... Um, need to forge a relationship and I'll take that upon myself. So I appreciate you uh, gracing us with your presence today. Everyone can find all of this at um, any streaming platform that exists currently right now. And everything is in video format on YouTube. If you want to see facial expressions and some of us <laughs> looking sideways at some comments that others make. So I uh, appreciate you coming out and uh, episodes drop every Monday, 9am, same time, same day, every week. And we appreciate you coming. Thank you again, Chance. Hey, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Thank you. All right. Peace. Peace.